Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Today on Watching Your Wealth, how to be your favorite charity's favorite donor. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. I'm Veronica Dagger. Chris Addy is partner and co-head of the philanthropy practice at Bridgespan Group. Welcome, Chris. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Great to have you. So, Chris, obviously, the more you give to charity, the more likely they'll see you as a favorite donor, I'd imagine. But you said even if you don't give tens of millions of dollars, you can become a favored donor. You said one way to do that is to not just focus on overhead, right? That's exactly right. So many donors actually judge nonprofits based on their overhead rate, and they try to provide funding that, that just supports programs or that goes straight to the kids, many people say. Now, overhead rate is important. It's one of many pieces of data to consider when judging a nonprofit. If you solely focus on it, you miss a big part of the picture, a big part of what it takes for a nonprofit to really have impact. You don't pick your hospital based on the one that invests the least in training for its doctors or IT systems to make sure you get the right care at the right time. So the same holds here. So it's not just overhead. So some other metrics you might want to look at are what, um, you know, sort of end results or exactly. I, that's where I would focus primarily is, is on the end results. What kind of impact does the organization get? for the places or populations it serves, for students, for children in welfare, for the environment. Um, Really digging into that is a place that will tell you about how valuable the services of the nonprofit are and how um, worthy it is of of your own dollars. Good point. Uh, You said another way to become a favorite is to uh, think about the type of funding you give. I know there's options of becoming a restricted funder or unrestricted funder. What's the preferred method for charities? I would think unrestricted. Exactly. So ideally, you would provide, once you've done the work to pick the organization that is strategically aligned with you and one that you're sort of all in on, if you will, you'd provide unrestricted funding at the highest levels you're comfortable with. And do that not just for one year, but actually at least mentally think about doing it over a series of years, because then the nonprofit can can figure out how to how to use it and knows there's some stability with that funding. So that would be an excellent starting point. That is a good starting point. What else should you consider when you're thinking about making a multi-year funding commitment? Well, one thing to be particularly clear on up front is, is what are the milestones that you would want to see to deliver the grant in year two, in year three. So there's clarity for you and the nonprofit about what is expected and what success looks like for both of you. Now, hopefully, Success for you as the donor is just more good of what the nonprofit is already doing versus something wildly different than what they're already doing. Um, And also, it's really useful to ask some thoughtful questions of the executive director, perhaps a board member. Like what kind of questions? Listen to what they say. Ask them what's been holding the organization back from achieving even greater impact. You might be surprised by what you hear. Maybe they need to hire a facilities manager because they operate 10 centers with complicated leases around your city for after-school programs, and that's really a drain on, on their ability to serve kids. Or maybe they need better training for their frontline staff so that they can be up to date on the latest evidence-based practices. 
those are all things that would be considered quote-unquote overhead, but all of them can actually help amplify the results that the organization you're supporting gets for society. All good questions. How much time do you think you should expect from staff if you're a donor? Like say, you know, should you expect to meet with the executive director if you gave, I don't know how much money, pick a figure, I guess it depends on the organization. Like what, what what's a realistic expectation? Sure. I think the important thing is to, to right-size how much time you and the organization are spending on any grant or any donation. If you're giving $1,000 to an organization that has a $10 million budget, don't expect time with the CEO or with senior staff or maybe even with any staff at all, to be honest. If you're giving $500,000 to an organization with a $3 million budget, do. You should be able to meet with the executive director, board members, frontline staff, etc. And on the back end, if you expect any reporting, um, which would be reasonable for a gift of a few hundred thousand dollars, make the burden reasonable. You want a nonprofit focused on getting results, not spending a lot of time writing reports for you, especially if they're reports that you might not even read. Good point. If you are a big donor and want that time with that uh, executive in, in the charity, what are some things you should be saying? Are you giving them uh, suggestions on what they might do differently within the charity, or are you just more acting like a sounding board or a little bit of both? It's probably a little bit of both. And once you're committed to the organization, you really want to act like an employee or an extension of the CEO. So that means you're asking really thoughtful questions to advance their thinking. And if there's an opportunity where you can lean in and support them a little bit more, whether it's, you know, you have some relationships that could be helpful to the organization, whether it's other potential donors, people in your network that um, can unlock impact for them, pitching the organization in a really targeted and effective way can be highly valuable. Oftentimes, the right introduction from you can be even more powerful than your own grant. Introductions can be huge. What about volunteering? What should you be thinking about there in terms of opportunities? Yeah, there are a handful of ways, and part of it depends on your own skill set, your aptitude, the time that, that you have available. But you could do anything from volunteering on the front lines where you're mentoring youth or elderly people that are supported by the organization. You could mentor individual staff that are aligned with a, an industry vertical that you have lots of experience with. So if you're a seasoned HR executive, perhaps the organization needs help thinking through a performance management system and a development program for the staff, and you could do that through mentoring. If you wanted to commit even more deeply, you could think about joining the nonprofit board and lending your skills there. If it's finance expertise, you know, they could need help managing their investments. They could need help thinking about their cash flow, forecasting revenue and expenses, et cetera. So there are a bunch of ways that you can engage. A lot of ways to help out indeed. Great tips. Thank you so much, Chris. My pleasure. And will you stick around and take our fun philanthropy quiz? I will. Great. Thanks. You stick around too. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. Robert Half is here to help. Our recruiting professionals utilize our proprietary AI to connect businesses with highly skilled talent. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, I'm Paul Vigna. If you do not subscribe to the Money Bee podcast, you are going to feel worse than a short seller on the day of a big rally. Go to iTunes and wsj.com slash podcasts. You want to sign up for this one. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. 
Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Now it's time for Bridge Brand's Chris Addy to take our fun philanthropic quiz. You ready, Chris? I'm ready. I'll All do right. my best. All right, Chris, what's the best philanthropy advice you ever received? I think the best is probably that you can't get the results you want without the nonprofit. Good and many times they can't without you. So mm. it's an important partnership. Partnership, indeed. Worst philanthropy advice you ever heard? Well, I don't know if it's the worst advice, but it's something to be aware of is that when you're the donor, you're always, you're always more attractive and smarter than you were before you were the potential donor. <laughs> I'm filling the blank. Philanthropy can buy. Can buy tremendous impact. You can literally save lives. Fill in the blank. Philanthropy can't buy. Um, well, it can't always buy elections or investments because it's specific tax codes for, for how the dollars get used. Indeed. If you want a million dollars after tax, where would you give it? If you had asked me this two weeks ago, I would have definitely said the One Acre Fund, which focuses on supporting farmers in sub-Saharan Africa, has tons of data about the results and improved profits they get for those folks. Um, but today, I think where our country is, I would probably focus on organizations that protect our core civil rights, the Southern Poverty Law Center, the Brennan Center for Justice, things focused on, on civil rights, voting rights, etc. It's been great talking to you, Chris. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of the Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Zscaler extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines trained by 500 trillion daily signals to prevent ransomware and AI attacks that target business. Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI. Learn more at zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.